0: Yo, it's Tuesday, August 2nd, the second day of August. We have some interesting stuff to talk about today. GM wrote a letter to dealers. Uh, we'll talk through it. Service and parts growth and CPG companies testing the waters of consumers. Oh, yes.
1: Ooh.
0: And CPG, by the way, stands for Consumer Packaged Goods.
1: So Consumer crazy.
0: Packaged Goods. You know, when I, when I first did start doing some work with VaynerMedia and I went in, I didn't know crap about crap. When it came to marketing, I just had a good feel for brand, and they were using all these things, and I was like, "Is there all these terms?" I said, "Is there any book or something that has all of these in there?" <laughs> <laughs> said every new entrant to auto as well. <laughs> Absolutely, it's the right. And
1: like you gotta put the the VIP on the VDP with the SRP <laughs> tracking GA results in the in GTM. And everyone's like.
0: Work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All of man. what I just said doesn't make sense. So if, even if you thought you knew what I was talking about. All the fact checkers out there are like, I is. don't think Kyle
0: knows anything about marketing <laughs> tech. <laughs> He's been posing this whole dang time. Oh, man. So much good. So many good things happening. We just came off of uh, an early morning podcast interview uh, with Auto Lead Star, who is uh, housed or home-based in Israel. So it was fun to, like, have a conversation with someone who's at the end of their day. No, they're in the future. They're <laughs> If only I would have, if only we would have talked to them two days ago, we could have got that lottery ticket number Ah, that 1.2 billion. (laughs) We did, you know, we had a conversation yesterday for the auto collapse podcast with Steve Greenfield. And I have to say it was probably one of the favorite, my favorite interviews ever. I will put that up there. And I've interviewed a lot of people without a doubt. And there was something so fulfilling about the conversation. Um, number one, I didn't know his origin story. You're going to have to listen to auto no collabs spoilers. To get you it. have to listen. Absolutely. To auto when we drop it, we're going to, it's, it's so going good. to release this week. If you go to autocollabs collabs, C O L L a B S.com, it'll, it'll link you up to all your platforms or you just search it on Spotify or iTunes. And we talked about Steve Greenfield's origin story, um, like, like the, 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 like, just to toss this out there, Steve Greenfield, <laughs> Here <come> the spoilers, <laughs> right.
1: Steve Greenfield was the originator of the pyramid scheme in Auto. Just
0: like <laughs> I'm going to throw that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's going to make some good content, right? there Um, and so you have to listen to it not only is it fun to listen to his origin story but um, he is one of the most insightful people and the most thoughtful people that when it comes to what is over the horizon his automotive ventures uh, auto intel report is outstanding it dropped this morning you can get it at automotiveventures.com, not sponsored at all just we really want more people to read it because it's good for everybody and uh, so we'll talk about that as well but yeah just had me you know that podcast this one I'm just so excited that we're getting to talk to all of these people, um, like rapid fire, because the SoduCon is coming up, and a lot of these people are going to be at a SoduCon in person, and it's just spurring on this level of conversation. I've literally never had this many conversations around uh, automotive, and that might be hard to believe, ever at this velocity
1: in my life. It's super fun because I even, you know, as you have, and this is what I love about what we're doing with the SoduCon, as you have conversations and people ask questions being okay like having here's the here's the ground stuff this is the stuff that i fully believe in and that i know and that i've like i've decided on but then there are things that even as we have conversations we're like oh, that's a recontextualization of that that we might need to consider and so like all of these podcasts all these conversations the texts the conversations is like Hey, there, oh, there's a new consideration. Yeah, we probably need to bring that into the fold. Oh, there's a new way to look at that. And it's been encouraging to me to to just like personally, just literally personally, not even as, as an associate uh, partner is just, hey, I'm having just these reinvigorated thoughts around how we encourage and energize the entire
0: en- industry. Absolutely, and it's and the momentum is building. If you if you don't have tickets uh, and you can be there auto i'm uh, com. we have a lot of links these days. Asotucon.com. we still have tickets left. We hope you will join us September 11th through the 13th and even if you can't attend the whole conference even if you just work at a dealership And you're not like manager level where they'll send you to a conference. We're doing a Monday night event that is free for anyone in automotive. It's going to have entertainment and a band. And if you work at a dealership, we're letting you in for free. So if you want to drive in, fly in, walk in, however you want to get there, you'll be our guest for the night as the whole industry gets to do something together, regardless of whether or not you can uh, pay or get the time off to go to the conference. Let's get into some news. (laughs) Let's get into the show. And uh, there's there's.
1: We'll just say that there are some ruffled feathers around the automotive industry right
0: uh, I, now. That'd be, that'd be funny if you could walk around the industry and you could have a visual identification of who has their feathers ruffled, right? <laughs> 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 They're just like some ruffled feathers. Cause they'd be everywhere. Yeah. They'd be literally everywhere. So uh,
1: GM last Friday actually uh, sent a, a, a notice to all of their dealers that in just a couple of days, they'd be receiving more post-sale guidelines uh, that they're going to have to pa- pass on to consumers. And there was a little bit of question on exactly what those post-sale guidelines were going to be um, in, in a letter to, the, to all of those uh, GM dealers. Um,
0: the, the, the company stated- can, that- can I just say something? I've always wanted to say this. A SOTU has obtained a copy of the letter. Okay, I just always wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, what
1: originally came out was just, hey, there there are going to be um, they're going to be barring and limiting on certain warranties and uh, changing the ability for people to sell vehicles post-sale from the originating dealer, and that what what they're trying to do here, that it, I, in their words, these changes are being implemented to ensure an exemplary customer experience, to ensure our brands remain strong, and to help prioritize ownership by brand enthusiasts and loyal customers. These changes would not impact product recalls in any way. So the products that are being impacted by changes that we just found out yesterday exactly what those changes are, are the 23 year uh, Cadillac Escalade V, the Chevy Corvette uh, Corvette Z06 and the GMC Hummer EV, both the SUT and the SUV. Um, So what came out yesterday and what we just shown on the screen and we can throw it up again, is the note that on these particular vehicles, these three model lines, that if a vehicle is resold in the very first year, now this is not to the dealers, this is to the actual customer. If the vehicle is sold in the first year, they would not be eligible in the future to place reservations on models that come out. So now you're barred from ever doing that again with them, with the brand you, the vehicle will be stripped of its bumper to bumper warranty, not including the battery warranties, but including everything else, uh, oh, wait, as so well the battery, as, the battery stays included. So the battery stays included, but everything else is not included. Why? Really interesting. And then the, the, <laughs> cause last they want the battery back is that a a lot of consumer rewards are wrapped into some of these vehicles. And so um, up to $5,000 in, in like rewards points would also be stripped of your GM account. Um, So it's like, Hey, look, these are special products. You should hang on to this thing. But if for some reason you don't, we're going to penalize the heck out of you. That's a tricky, it is a
0: tricky, tricky place to be uh, for GM and for dealers because they're trying to keep the products um, accessible because nobody likes it when there's a product that's supposed to be available to everyone. And then, um, you know, just people with deep pockets come in and monopolize the inventory, right? And GM is looking at that and being like, that is bad for the brand. We want someone to own this car who wants to own the car, not someone who is actually just looking to flip for a profit, really just changing the whole demographic of who can even get in the car and who it's intended for. So um, a very unconventional and uh, first ever move by a manufacturer to limit resale of a vehicle. Um, and then they put the dealer in the position where they need to do it. You know, my, But my hunch is this, is that anyone who actually wants the vehicle and is actually excited about the vehicle is gonna have no problem signing that document. If anything, right. but but here's here's the here's the problem.
1: So yes, I agree. If you there's actually more than want one. that vehicle, but <laughs> but the major problem for me here is this is this, right? That I go buy a Z06 and have zero kids in the house, right? And then all of a sudden, my family gets pregnant. And it's I don't a hypothetical. Need this it's a fully hypothetical example. Right? But this there's never like a number of, kind of reasons life. why you would need to change your trajectory, change any life event, right? Change your job, change your family, anything like that. And all of a sudden, nine months into that vehicle ownership, you've got to get rid of that car to get into another vehicle. Now, what is going to happen because you've had a life event? You're now bound, bound in captivity by the fact that P- that GM was trying to manage profitability and manage brand. And now you can't actually pass on the warranty to the next person without waiting another, you know, however long that timeline is. I have a I fix. Is.
0: I have a fix for that problem. Go. Just just put a salary cap on that sucker. You can't sell for more than you paid for it. <laughs> Easy. There it is. Or a percentage over, right? You can't sell it for more than like say eight percent over, because maybe the value goes up a little bit, but whatever's going right. to offset the sales tax um, in the states that have it, like. GM are you listening? You should do that that's right smart. now actually because that'll really fix Kyle's problem that he presented. All right, what other yeah. problems? What other problems? No, well, but that's I, real. It's you know, it's so odd to You don't what else do you buy with handcuffs? Nothing. I can't think of a nothing. single thing. Nothing. I can't think of a single thing. Actually, I think people like, make this is what's crazy. People make
1: livings all over the place. I mean, this is what eBay is for <laughs> buying cheap, selling high. No, right?
0: Kyle, that's what NFTs are for. We all know. That's that. what NFTs
1: are for. <laughs> they were uh, that's for.
0: what that's what the market does is you try and be- buy cheap, sell high. Market demand. And, yeah. But that's an interesting, like a, a, a hardship. And who wants to have to apply for like some kind of hardship exception? Like you feel like a doof. Right. And so for dealers, I think just like any situation that is complex to to communicate about, I do think this presents dealers with an option to increase the depth of their relationship with their customers. Um, Yes. Every time something is challenging, guess what? If you lean in and lead with empathy, listen, communicate well, um, I think you're on the winning side of it. And I think, you know, the vehicles that were mentioned, you're going to have, aside from the people that are just in it to flip it, the people that are actually in it to drive it. I think it's a, it'll actually a pretty a pretty smooth conversation, and if anything else, it'll it'll get some conversation going, in some way, and some people might even appreciate it, right?
1: Because they they want the vehicle value to stay high and the brand to stay strong, and all of those things that like if they're owning the vehicle, they want the same thing that the brand wants yes. out of that vehicle ownership experience. Yep. Speaking of ownership experience, Stop. Segway. Time. Good. I didn't even know that was coming. It was good. I, that just hit me right in the face. And I was like, yes, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, reports are coming out that service and parts growth is happening. Um, I mean, we know that this is happening because of like people traveling more and things like that. But that vehicle age creeping up due to inability to trade out of vehicles and find new vehicles uh, is an important factor to the parts and service growth. And affordability,
0: um, right? Right and affordability are all
1: happening. So people are trying to keep their cars on the road longer. Actually, I was talking to a dealer just this weekend that their Toyota store, or no, sorry, their Nissan store, that is a like pretty large store. I think they have like somewhere in like thirteen to fifteen bay range. It's it's no no joke. Nothing to write not write home about. And they are out six weeks. Six weeks dang it's you know you know jason at newton right they at six weeks on their service bays right like you can't schedule to get your nissan service for
0: six weeks wow
1: so according to digital marketing agency hedges and company the average age of new cars in the u.s will reach 12.3 years in 2023 um which is a significant increase over uh, when, when vehicles have mostly been in that like 10 to 12-year range as far as the average age of vehicles on the road. Um, so uh, groups are seeing a ton of increase in service and parts revenue. People are keeping vehicles, which means the older vehicles get, the more work they need to get done, yeah. they're out of warranty, uh, and, and people are starting to travel again, which means demand on the service side is also higher than
0: ever. Yeah, Yeah. you've heard of Group 1, right? Houston-based Group 1 Auto, one of the six Publix. Um, They've actually seen service and parts sales up 14.5% year over year. And you're like, okay, well, that's same store numbers. But here's the kicker for me. They're up 8.5%. From 2019, like pre-pandemic levels, Whoa. showing a major, major jump. This is more than just rebound traffic, and so they're actually shifting their parts and schedule services back to a four-day work week model. Be- before the pandemic, we were hearing so much across HR conversations and service efficiency conversations about this four-day work week, where uh, text work four tens, and what that actually does is is frees up more capacity you can add shifts because now you only have people in the store for four it really is about body count and bay count and so they're shifting back to four-day work weeks they're opening up more shifts which means more bay space and also they said it's opening up broader service hours which makes consumers happy so like they're responding to the service and what i love about this whole movement service is something that is dealers can control
1: all yes, right. that is a control to controllables without a doubt. You know, it, it, just back to Steve Greenfield yesterday and the conversation. All roads lean back to Steve Greenfield. All roads lean back. Is Him and his dealer fund is looking particularly for companies that are working on hiring, hiring? retaining, training, and, co- and creating efficiencies within the service department. Yep. So top dealers in the country are saying like, we need help with this. This is a reality. This is going to be a reality long into the future. And especially in any level, any level of direct to consumer model, this is the control your are like, this is actually what, like, I, I, of everything that Jim Farley is saying, he's saying, we can't handle the service side of things. Yes. We, that is absolutely necessary to have dealers in. So understanding how to hire, retain, train, and co- create efficiencies in the service and parts department. In, in my opinion, is like top of the list because that also speaks to customer life cycle oh and brand gosh. build. And everything. And everything, it drives
0: everything. It drives everything and it doesn't take, like if you're going to go and like do the work to shift schedules and, and it's different, yes, but everybody seems happy with it. The employees are happy with it. The consumers are happy with it. The PL is happy with it. So why would you not do a little bit of work to see if you can squeeze some uh, or restructure to do that? And also it doesn't require any additional capital investment, right? You don't need to build a new building, buy a bunch of new equipment. It's like with the stuff you have, with the space you have, with the equipment you have, This is how you can squeeze more out of that orange. Uh, Last story here. We only have a couple minutes left. Uh, CPG companies, remember, what does it stand for? Consumer Packaged Goods. goods. (laughs) Very good, very good. They're taking a blended approach of offering smaller sizes and also premium upgrades to existing products because behaviors are changing. Um, many brands like Unilever, Procter & Gamble, Pepsi, Hellman's, they're they're paying attention to what shopping behaviors are doing because we're not in a recession, but they're like, what is the behavior going to do if we do go into a deep recession? What is it going to happen? Like, how are people um, responding? And so they're saying consumers are buying less because they're using up stashes that they had from the pandemic and they're not mm-hmm. restocking them. They also are paying attention to, I thought this was super savvy, some words that people are searching like bar soap, right? Bar soap is cheaper te- technically or typically than like a body wash. So they, Dove has introduced smaller sizes of its product and literally in the name of the product is now, it says more moisturizing than bar soap. So when people search it, they'll actually Golly. get the name of the product. <laughs> I mean, and, and the other, the flip side of this is the fact that People who are now saying no to spa appointments, no to facials, and things like that are willing to splurge on some more premium products. So they're starting to up the premium products as well. So it's like this weird dichotomy of like smaller sizes of existing products and and more premium products on the market to what they call, get this, the lipstick effect. Meaning when you don't have time or money for what would be considered luxuries in life, you're willing wow. to spend a little bit of money on some simple pleasures like lipstick, chocolate, things like that. So talk about consumer mindset shifting and, and like what consumer goods servicers are doing. Like what does this tell you about the consumer, right? It tells you that they're approaching the approach angle. That's something we've been saying lately. The approach angle is a little bit different, right? So there's no one approach.
1: But hey, There is like so much. I know Golly, I know, why I, is know there only- I
0: know we have to go into another podcast right now <laughs> and Michael Cerillo's waiting for us at this point at 9:01 a.m. when we're recording this but we have to come back to this story I think you got to come back to that because, because there's
1: so so many dynamics in like how you approach the consumer and how you recognize like trends on the on in other industries that impact the way that you market your industry right like just just recognizing that this industry is doing X means you should be potentially doing Y because consumers are in inter- Like oh, people yeah. keep saying like find Google trends and understand the way consumers are shopping and listening and asking questions and then answer those questions in your industry because your industry is relatable within their, like within all of the ecosystem of their
0: purchasing decisions. It's I think I'm just going to cue the music there because that's a great spot to end Look, read the show notes. We put links to all the articles inside those. If you haven't gotten a SodaCon tickets, get those. And we're releasing more episodes of the AutoCollabs podcast this week.